At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders Podcast with Mark Carmen and Robert Murray. Good afternoon and welcome to a Thursday edition of the Baseball Insiders with my hero, a man who I was talking to this morning in the middle of his Stairmaster. He was out of breath, but he's ready to go right now. The Let's trade. Go. What's up, Robert? The trade deadline's creeping closer, buddy. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, Carm. I will tell you, my phone has been going off uh, more than usual. So the trade deadline is definitely like fastly approaching now. So I'm getting excited. How Tom, about you? Are you excited? I, I am excited. I, I love the deadline. I was going to say, is this your favorite part of the year or are you more of a pure pennant drive playoffs dude? But see, so you're a newsbreaker. So I feel like this could be your favorite part of the season. Yeah, I would say like definitely this part of the season and then you get me to like the winter meetings and like that part that's kind of like my christmas uh but i'm also a sucker for a pennant race too so it's, we're, we're we're doing well year-round is what i'm trying to say here Carmen. yeah yeah all right hey listen every day is a beautiful day thank you for being with us hit that subscribe button the baseball insiders tuesdays and thursdays at two o'clock central time i'm biased to central time because that's where i live uh but Yes, uh, put 3 o'clock Eastern. You do the math. Uh, you're on the West Coast. Of course, that would be noon. Good to see Joshua and Seth getting in here. You can do it, too. Uh, any questions, Robert, will answer. I'll do my best uh, to weigh in where my strengths are just abundant everywhere. So, I mean, I might not let Robert steal all the, the glory. Topics for today. Uh, we are expecting perhaps a week deadline. We're going to hit that to the start. We've got some really key injuries to some starting pitchers that we're going to touch on. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, you are the hottest dude in baseball. And uh, I think a bunch of people are maybe thinking, why in the hell did we not go after Kyle Schwarber when you look at what he's making and the production he's doing? Uh, the Astros perhaps looking for an upgrade. And uh, Burt's got a couple guys that he doesn't think will be traded, uh, but are definitely out there and being mentioned. So let's start with your at the top here, Burt, and we'll get into all your comments. Why do you think this could be a weak trade deadline? Because if you look around baseball right now, there are a lot of teams who are in contention or like around contention, and there's not really that many teams that are that far out of the race already. Um, and the players that like the consensus that I've talked to among people right now in, in baseball is that the most, the biggest name likely to go is Frankie Montas. Um, and, People are trying to come up with other names besides that. Like we last year, we had the surprise of Scherzer and Trey Turner going. Right. I don't see that being the case unless, like, I mean, something just drastic happens. Uh, but I, I'm looking at like a guy like Frankie Montas. That's going to be the biggest name to go. Um, 
And I, I was told by a couple of executives in the last 48 to 72 hours that unless something changes, um, that it's not going to be a deadline like last year. So I would temper expectations for now, but that's always subject to change. Well, and thank God for the wild card, by the way, when you look at what's going on. I mean, the Yankees have – the the AL East is done, uh, you know, 14 up on both the Rays and the Red Sox, and then the AL West is done. Astros are 13 up on the Mariners. So – and and the Central, I mean, really, the, the Twins uh, – this is stunning what's going on with the Minnesota Twins. At least it is to me. <laughs> and they could have easily – uh, been seven and a half up on the White Sox. The White Sox somehow, some way, just battling through and picking up a win in the final game of that series to improve to one and five against Minnesota. Uh, but the Twins with a four and a half game lead on the Guardians. So uh, you know your your best your best races are the Mets in in the East with the Braves on their tail, and then the Brewers and the Cardinals. That's really it. Nobody expects the Padres to hang with the Dodgers. So it, it's all about the wild card and the extra playoff spots. No, it most definitely is. And sticking with the Twins, like, as you said, that might be, like, to me, the most or one of the biggest surprises of this season is that the Twins are actually, like, in this position. I thought they would be better than they were last year, but I didn't expect them to be this far ahead of the White Sox uh, in that division. I would expect them um, at the deadline here to target a frontline starting pitcher. I think that is by far their biggest need. Um, And it's I don't want to say it's more complicated now that they don't have Wes Johnson, uh, just because I, that was just such a weird situation, Carm. I that one still blows me away. Although it would not be a surprise at all if that becomes more common for a major league pitching coach to leave to go back to college, um, or like a major league coach, I should say. I don't think a manager would do that, but um, but yeah, the Twins there. It's yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of these teams looking around. Like I, before, when I said it's going to be a weak deadline. Um, that doesn't mean there's not going to be a lot of these teams looking around, but there's just not going to be a lot of sellers. And the teams that are going to sell don't have like those huge pieces that are going to be on the move. Right. Well, and but that is we have some. Uh, well, here I guess we can get into the chat along with that because people have a lot of questions on on Holy sell, crap, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah on sellers. You know, and and we appreciate it. keep keep them in here. We'll we'll rip on through. We try to go thirty minutes for you uh, every Tuesday and Thursday. Go a little bit over if you guys are cooking around here because uh, we love you and we appreciate you. And tell the tell your family, tell your friend, tell an enemy about the baseball insiders and hit that subscribe button. Uh, we appreciate it. So we started the top here. Seth Teal, are the Cardinals going to make any moves? This team is flat-out awful. They're not flat-out awful, Seth. They're still in the mix. There's a, a lot of teams that would like to be in St. Louis' position. But uh, how aggressive do you think they'll be, Bert? Yeah, I'm in total agreement with you, Carm. The Cardinals are not flat-out awful. I, they're not playing well right now. They're in the midst of their biggest losing streak of the year. But, like, they're not awful. And it seems like we mention this every year with them, that they need pitching. Uh, they need another starting pitcher because Jack Flaherty's out long term. Uh, Steven Matz is still on the IL. Uh, it's they're not in a good position there, um, and they could add another starting pitcher. I think they're going to add one. Um, I don't expect it to be like a Frankie Montas. And another part that's um, that's going to make things a little bit more difficult with them too is that two of the other prime candidates to move, Luis Castillo and Tyler Malley. Um, are both on the Reds. And I can't envision the Reds giving both of them up or either of them up uh, to a division rival unless they're asking for an absolute haul. Um, so that, that's going to make this a little bit more difficult. So um, I expect them to add a starting pitcher and maybe a reliever as well. 
I mean, listen, I, I don't want to blow smoke here either. I mean, the, the, the Cardinals have, have not been playing very good baseball for a while now. Um, you know, they were if you if you go back through it, uh, they were they were 10 over in the middle of June. Now they're four over. They've lost four in a row, six of seven. And really, I mean, this has been a team, Bert, that's been hot and cold all year. I mean, that's that that's been I mean, you're as dialed in on St. Louis. You you uh, you you write for fanside a ton of Cardinal stuff. So, um, I mean, what do you make of the Jekyll and Hyde nature of that team? Yeah, they are. It's either one night they put up 15 runs and the other nights they put up zero and they're, they're, it's, it's frustrating. If I was a Cardinals fan, like I would not enjoy watching that brand of baseball just cause you don't know what you're getting day in and day out. Um, but I would also want this team to make some moves. Cause like in pre or in last trade deadline, for example, um, there was all this talk that they would end up getting um, this this decent starting pitcher, like a frontline starter, and then they end up with J.A. Happ and then John Lester. This offseason, you end up getting connected to all the big-name relievers, and then you end up with T.J. McFarland, and you end up with uh, Nick Wickren, which actually so some scoopage on Nick Wickren, by the way. Okay. Um, so a source tells me that he, after uh, being designated for assignment, that he cleared waivers and is going to be released by the Cardinals today. Wow. Um, so okay. he is not, I would not expect him to sign um, until after the all-star break. Cause it seems like teams are just in draft mode at this point. Um, so he'll be on the market for a little bit, I would imagine. But, um, but yeah, if, if I was a Cardinals fan, I would ask and probably even demand for this team to make some moves because you have Goldschmidt and Arenado in their primes you got to go for it at some point. I, I don't. I wouldn't trade any of the top prospects, but like you can still upgrade this team in, in different ways. To me, the the Cardinals are a cautionary tale of yeah, it's sweet to be competitive and not be at the bottom, but it's very hard to get from that middle point to the top. And so ultimately, I mean, maybe you make the playoffs, maybe you don't, but your chances are you're you're really you're. The the chance to take home the damn thing is is I don't know ten percent for St. Louis and I I just I'd rather I'd rather be obviously I'd rather be at the top but I'd also rather be at the bottom at times than where St. Louis is at or where a lot of clubs are at just trying to somehow some way like pull off a miracle come playoff time. All right, moving along, um, the Marlins I you know I've been playing some better baseball here, Bert. And uh, our, our guy, our guy Josh was wondering if they'll be considering uh, buyers. Most people think they're leaning on the other side to sell. Um, you know, Pablo Lopez is a name that you hear a ton. What do you think goes on with Miami? I would lean as sellers with them. Uh, I think, like, I see the or I understand the argument of trying to buy because they're actually like close to five hundred now and they're playing good baseball. Um, but if you look at their splits between the other twenty eight teams and then the uh, the Washington Nationals, like it's pretty drastic. A lot of their wins have come against the Nationals. And um, yeah, it just, I just, I would look at selling, but I wouldn't do like a huge sell off. But I think Pablo Lopez is going to end up being, um, is going to end up being one of the more coveted trade or trade arms of the deadline here. I think the Cardinals make a lot of sense there. There's a lot of teams who make sense because, um, and the Marlins are in a position where they can actually trade a guy like Lopez because their rotation is deeper than most. They have some guys in the minors. It makes sense. Not saying they're going to trade them, but like I wouldn't rule it out at the same time. Marlins are three back in the wild card. There's still a couple games under 500 at 39 and 41. 
By the way, my battling Cubs are only nine back in the wild card, Bert. They've won two in a row over your brew crew. Watch out for the Cubby. I know we got some Cubs questions coming in here. Yeah, we do. That we do. Although, by the way, Carm, I did grow up a San Francisco Giants fan. So, not not a Brewer fan. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Bad year for the Giants, by the way, Carm. Not good. Well, yes, that's true, but uh, they're – they're one back, by the way, of, of a wild card spot behind St. Louis and, and the Phillies. So it's not exactly uh, – it ain't over yet, Bert. Keep a, put, a, put a smile on your Giants face over there, and, and I apologize for that. I'll always just think of you as a Brewers fan because you you're so close with Christian Yelich and Craig Council and all the cute Brewers out there that you bonded with in your early stages of baseball reporter domination. Wow, I, I don't even know what to say to that. But I cheers, see you, Love it. I see you blushing. Uh, oh, yeah, all definitely right. blushing over here. Will Holder, think the Padres are still considering a Hosmer trade. Uh, upgrading first base for power uh, seems more logical than an outfield spot. I, I don't know what's going on. Eric Hosmer, I, I've seen these videos go around on, on Twitter, I, I, admittedly not watching the Padres every night. Eric Hosmer used to be a great defensive first baseman. I don't know what the hell has happened over there, uh, but I – you know, there's just some ugly plays. I it's which is just weird to me because I always liked Haas at first. But anyway, and he's, you know, I I think you've said a bunch of weeks already that uh, the Hosmer trading him ship has already sailed. But maybe a different thing today. I don't know. No, I wouldn't say it's sailed. Um, I just think it's going to be pretty tough for them to actually move him because there wasn't. I mean, the Mets were obviously interested, as you, uh, as you've said, they've talked to the Cubs. Um, about a Hosmer trade, but I don't know how many teams are going to be interested in him, especially at that salary. So that could prove difficult. Um, but with the Padres, I don't rule anything out because I've told Will this. I've well, and plus I've said this on the podcast too, that AJ Preller is very, 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 very creative when it comes to trade talks. He is a uh, he operates in ways that most people do not, and. Yeah, I, I won't rule anything out there, but I will say with the Padres, they're going to target a bat, and then they're also going to target bullpen help. Um, those are the two that I'm eyeing up with them right now, and they will be in a position to buy. Cubs thought they had a deal for Eric Hosmer along with whatever prize prospect they wanted, and San Diego pulled out of it. So would they revisit that at this time? If if I don't know, the Cubs could perhaps throw in one of their bullpen arms that could help the Padres down the stretch, or I, I don't know, uh, but I, that's actually idea. yeah. On, on that note, Carmen, this isn't related to the Padres or anything, but with the Cubs, um, I had somebody who is very wise tell me um, that Michael Givens is going to end up being one of the more desired arms at the at the deadline. Givens has had a very good last couple weeks um, with the Cubs, and the Cubs they're like they churn out these bullpen arms pretty consistently. It's a credit to them, uh, but I would expect Gibbons to be on a different team come August 2nd. There we go. All right, Gibbons gone along with probably Contreras, and and, and uh, I don't know. We can get to Ian Happ in a second, but let's keep moving here. Jacob Bradley, good to see you, buddy. Thanks for being here. Leandro, good afternoon. Good afternoon, indeed. Uh, let's see. How long do you think the Nationals sales process will last? Any potential buyers, some who wouldn't be cheap? Uh, learners have been great spenders and thoughts on Washington. I do know that they have a lot of people trying to bid and buy that team. Um, my guess, and this is just a guess based on the reports that have been out there. Cause I don't have the sources for that quite yet. Um, 
that it'll end up being done um, probably by the end of the year. Uh, I mean, those things are really complicated though, and they can string a lot longer than um, than most people involved in those processes can like prefer. So like that's my early estimate, but that's subject to change. But I will say this on the nationals, um, like a Juan Soto trade, that's not happening in extension. I would be pretty surprised if that happens mid season. I know the reports, um, on those last podcast, Carm, actually, thank goodness we don't have any breaking news, especially of that variety, uh, on this episode. Cause I can actually like think about my answers this time. Um, but, uh, like, with the nationals, they're going to be in a position where they have like some pieces to sell here. Um, I mean, obviously we mentioned Josh Bell. Uh, we have Nelson Cruz with them too. Um, Cesar, Cesar Hernandez is one. Uh, Alcides Escobar, Steve Seashek. Uh, I mean, they got some pieces here. Um, but yeah, like if, if in terms of just like them selling their team though, I just, I wouldn't get your hopes up for it happening like anytime in the I'm sure people are, future, future here. people are banging down the door to get Steve Ciszek for the zillionth time. Uh, and I like Steve. He's a very, he's a fine fellow. But, uh, I don't <laughs> yeah, I've never talked to him before. So you got the inside scoop. What, no, what, what do you all know about him, Carmen? I just, he's a good guy. Very easy to get along. Does not take himself uh, overly seriously. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Steve Ciszek. We When he was a, a White Sox player, I did some panel with him and some others when I was working at the radio station the White Sox were on. So I, I like Steve a lot. Uh, and I just took a little bit of a – I mean, he, Steve Ciszek. How old is Steve Ciszek now? He's it feels be, like he's been pitching since I've been like five. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's, – that's a, that's a, I, hey, I, I enjoyed the, the, the delivery of a Steve Ciszek. All right, uh, Johnny wants to know how you do your job. Do teams reach out to you to put out news or do you reach out to them? Burke, give us the insight. How many times? Have they, hey, will you get this out there so we can see what type of market there is? Does that happen, Bert? Is that has that ever been a conversation you've had? And it's been a conversation that I've had, but I'm not usually in the business of trying to do that because uh, I'm. I actually like. I, I prefer to put out done deals rather than just rumors, uh, just because I think the rumor reporting that's like too much of a whirlwind and so much can change. Um, but what? Okay, so like when it comes to news. Um, it's a steady conversation throughout the entire year because you don't want to just reach out to these people when you need something. Uh, you just, you want to establish a relationship um, throughout the year, get to know them on a personal level. And a big part of it too is making yourself valuable. So the more information that you have, the more valuable that you are. And then as you have that, as you have that relationship, these people are going to be more inclined to help you out. Um, I've noticed that I've noticed a lot like in how I've studied other reporters. Like I would even say in like the last 72 hours, I've studied Woj a lot in the NBA and uh-huh. he uh, he's done that exact same thing. And there's other methods to it too. I don't want to give away all the secrets, but like that's a big part of it. That's I would say that's keeping that conversation going like throughout the entire year is a big part of my job. All right. Uh, you mentioned Woj. I want to shout out, um, the guy that in my circle has been getting a lot of pub in the NBA world. Brian Windhorst is wow. Is he's on he's somehow he's just rising from where he already was. This dude, he has all the information seemingly and just can report on some of it. And he's, I don't know, never wrong. Um, and very well liked by people that know him. He he treats people well. So uh yeah. I don't know, Brian. 
aka Windy, but congratulations on being very good at your job. Uh, all right, let's get um, – well, Leandro, you want to know when, when MLB will start allowing pick trades in the draft. Uh, Robert, you have no idea on that, I'm assuming, but uh, – well, But they yeah. should do it. That would make it a lot more interesting, and that could actually result in some other trades happening. Yeah, that's, um, it's, it yeah, seems it – should, It should happen. Yeah, it seems archaic. I don't know why not. Um, now, you know, we got the Frankie Montas injury. Um, so what does that mean for Luis Castillo? Interesting question here. Uh, from our guy, uh, Brian. Uh, I don't know, the Dodgers have been tied to both. Does the price go up? I would think, logically, the I t- think the answer to your question would be yes, Brian, but go ahead. Yeah, I think it will go up, but a lot of it depends on how serious that Matas injury is, and they don't think it's serious right now. Um, they're in a position where they have not put him on the IL. They think he'll just miss one start, but the fact that he needed a cortisone shot it's not great. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think if Montas is out past the All-Star break and he can only make a couple of starts after um, after that break, I think he'll be in a good position to go. But if it extends a little bit longer than that, then a guy like Castillo, his value could go a lot higher. And the Reds could end up being in a position where they have one, if not two, of the top starters at the deadline. Interesting. That's that would be a home run right there. Uh, okay, and and Brian, we hope you're doing well as well, buddy. Thank you for uh, for for being here. Um, and yes, Brian, tell 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 a friend, tell a family member. The baseball insiders, this guy Robert Murray, he comes to play every damn freaking day slash week slash month. Look at him. Look at that. Look at that determined look on Bert's face right now. That's that's my guy. Um, Let's go. All right, Alberto, good to see you, my friend. Do we know which Mets prospects are available? Um, what are you hearing out of New York on the on the on the Queen side? That's a very good question. I don't know on the prospects that they um, that they're willing to move, but I will say this: they're like Luis Castillo. I think was already connected to them by John Heyman, um, and I would expect them to continue to explore that market. Um, the, a name that I'm keeping an eye on with them is Trey Mancini. Heyman also connected the uh, the Mets with him, and I have since confirmed that the Mets do have interest in Trey Mancini. Um, one person I talked to said that the Mets like really like him, and I can't blame him because like what's well, not to like about Trey Mancini? Like really good player, um, and also a phenomenal story. Like that's he would I think he'd be a really good fit in New York. Um, but the Mets are going to consider a lot of these different pieces. Uh, Steve Cohen has certainly not like been afraid to spend in the past, and I would not expect him to be afraid either. But just he won't want to go over that luxury tax for sure, is what I'm thinking. Really, he cares about I that. I mean this this year, like they basically came up with um, in the new CBA, like the the Cohen tax. Uh, it's he won't want to go over that quite yet. I don't think okay. that's just that's my guess, but I could be wrong. All right, let's get my guy Johnny in here who always wants to talk Cubs. Johnny, we love you, buddy. Uh, new report out of Chicago Cubs aggressively shopping Ian Happ. Uh, Evan Altman had that over at Cubs Insiders, at least that I saw. I'm not uh, – Evan perhaps is dialed in here. Would you, quote, call it aggressive on the Ian Happ front? Um, I can't say I've heard it, but I'm also not saying that I have, like, had that denied. I would just call it in the – in the, in the listening category is how I would put it. Cause 
like I won't. This isn't just like Cubs wide, but like it's it's league wide. Uh, a lot of these teams are trying to figure out what they want to do, um, and are like having these preliminary conversations with these other teams and like what they're open to doing and what they're not opening or what they're not open to doing. Um, and I, I just I don't think there's teams that are going to be in a position quite yet where um, they're going to be trying to like make these trades now before the draft. Like because teams are focused on the draft right now, but I think we're going to hear a lot of buzz. Um, after the all-star break and everything. That's that's my read on it right now. Yeah, and Cub-wise, every reporter, anyone who's talked to, believes they are going to trade Wilson Contreras. That hasn't changed. Yep. Uh, uh, and this guy's having, you know, the DH, I think, has helped him maybe perhaps take a little bit of a, uh, the load off, and, and Jan Gomes has perhaps uh, played into him having the year that he's having as well, but... Uh, I don't know. So someone's going to get a heck of a catcher if, if indeed they get they get moved. All right, Brian, you're back. What did uh, Robert? What do you think of Olney's tweet saying the Braves will be favorites uh, for Degrom? And uh, Brian's adding in that he thinks it's all leverage and made up. No way he turned down our money. Well, we'll see about that, my friend. Thoughts on <laughs> thoughts on Jacob Degrom? Yeah, I. That tweet caught me by surprise, too. Uh, I mean, I think Buster was just quoting rival executives. So, I mean, you wonder if they're hearing something or if it's just their predictions. But, I mean, he does make sense as a potential Braves target. Like, that's the kind of arm that they would like, I think. I mean, that being said, what team wouldn't like Jacob deGrom? Uh, It's just, yeah. And, And the Braves, too, something that I've learned very quickly is that a lot of... Um, information with the Braves is held by only a couple people. It's An- Alex Anthopoulos, another person in the front office in, in ownership. Um, they keep a very tight lid on like who knows what and what gets out. So I'm saying the fit makes a whole lot of sense, but calling them the favorites, I think is a little strong. Well, and, just, I, I would just like to throw a congratulations out to the good old Atlanta Braves who are defending their World Series title by being almost a dead-on lock to make the playoffs this year, which I think yep. some people, myself, thought that the Braves were a little bit of a fluke last year, and then you saw Freddie Freeman go out the door to be in the position that they're in. Pretty good. Pretty good. Way to go there, Atlanta. Um, okay. Yeah. Also, I'll, I'll add this one too. Yeah. Um, I will say this with the Braves, they've shown in previous years that they like signing, uh, different pitchers, maybe ones coming off an injury or even guys to like one year deals that have a higher AAV. I wonder if they would be interested in a guy like Mike Clevenger, um, on a guy like on a deal like that. I think would he's going to command if he stays healthy more than a one year deal. Um, but like, that's one that, I don't know. I'm kind of – it's just how my brain is, is working. I'm not saying I have any info on that, but just – I and plus the Braves have liked him in the past too. When he was being shot by Cleveland, the Braves were in. So, um, I don't know, just the past interest there kind of like is on the old noggin. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. And, I mean, listen, any team would, I would think, be interested in having Mike Clevenger in their clubhouse. You want that dude on your squad. Yeah, he's a he's a unique cat, but he's uh, he's fun. I, I'm a, a big club guy over here. Yeah, we had that discussion last week, I believe, uh, 
with with Clev and uh, I think there was I, I, there was some like Arizona commentator I can't remember his name. Oh, Brandon, uh, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, 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 know, I know. All right, let's get Isaac in here. Oh. Oops. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, no, I'll go. Hey, you you do you, Carm. Do your yeah. thing. Uh, I no no. What what did I miss? Did I miss something? Oh no, I I may have misread something. I don't yeah know. yeah yeah. I think I think uh, we're. Oops. I, maybe my sarcasm wasn't landing today. Uh, that's okay. Hey, Isaac, good to see you, buddy. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders. How interested, Bert, are the Rays in a catcher with uh, Mike Zanino out for a prolonged time, um, pushing Francisco Mejia, Rene Pinto up the depth chart? Anybody? Did I, I hope I got that right, every name that I just said there. It sounded great to me, Carm. I'm okay. proud of you. Okay. I'm not, I'm not fully uh, – Equipped for backup race catchers right now, which is a which is a little embarrassing. But let's hey, we are both. Yeah, honesty. Can't trans- you wouldn't be prepared for a race backup catcher situation. Uh, on, you, honesty, transparency on the Baseball Insiders always and forever. But what do you what do you know about what's going on with Tampa? No, they're so they're in the spot where they could use a catcher, they could use another bat, they could use a reliever, they could use a lot of different things. So I don't think they're just going to be. Um, looking for only a catcher. I do think they're going to be looking for a catcher. I wouldn't expect them to be after a guy like um, Wilson Contreras or anything. Um, but that wouldn't make sense. I, I, I'll go ahead. No, I was just saying that wouldn't make that. I don't think that makes sense for a team like Tampa taking Contreras on a rental. Mm-mm. No, me neither. And also, like, so speaking of Contreras, real quick, just doing a little segue. Um, I. Like I've been talking about the Giants as a fit for Wilson Contreras for a long time, probably a year now, um, and I'm starting to wonder whether that's actually like the right idea for them because they are they're an older baseball team. They are really struggling right now, and I would put them in the highly unlikely category to make a deep postseason run. And acquiring an older catcher on a rental contract probably would not be the best idea and best use of resources. So I'm wondering if the Giants at the deadline, like they still try to upgrade, but they go for the younger route and they go for guys who are controllable. Um, and also, I'm going to, boy, I'm going to throw out a a real oddball one here. So get ready, Kyle. You're sitting down, right? Uh, I'm right here, baby. I'm uh, ready. Go for, lay it on me. So this is purely – Guess not sourced, um, but I wonder if the Giants, if they fall out of contention, if Carlos Rodon becomes available. He is signed to a multi-year contract. He is 19 innings away from being able to opt out after this season, and you have to imagine he's going to pitch 19 more innings. And if they fall out of it, they can trade him and try to restock that farm system, add some younger pieces, and he would instantly become one of the top two arms in the market. So Farhan's AED works in some different ways. I wonder if that's a possibility. And I floated that idea past an executive last night just to make sure I wasn't, like, imagining things. And his response simply was, I hope you're right. Why Why do you think he said that? Is it like he would love to get his hands on Rodan? Yep, he would love to get his hands on Rodon. Okay, okay, just make sure I'm reading this right. I'll tell you this much. Uh, you know, listen, the dude's had a phenomenal year. Is He's got an ERA under three. Uh, so con- congratulations to Carlos. Um, and 
he's got, you know, he's missing a whole lot of bats too. You're talking about uh, 112 strikeouts for Carlos Rodon and in, in uh, how many innings now? 91 innings. I mean, that's, that's freaking awesome. But, uh, you know where the Giants are. I think I think you're you're barking up the right tree here, because you might be able to get a, quite a haul there. And injury uh, questions are always going to be there with Carlos, so maybe cashing in would make a whole lot of sense. I, I like I like the way you're thinking, Bert. I like it a lot. All right, let's see. We already touched on Mancini. You have anything more to add on the Orioles and Brian's question? Um. Yeah, so on the Orioles, I would call a Cedric Mullins trade very unlikely. I would not get your hopes up on that one. Um, same with Brian Reynolds in Pittsburgh. Um, that one, I just I can't see that happening. They're asking for an absolute haul and a half. Um, I yeah, I would I would put that one not impossible, but it's. He's, he's going to end that deadline in Pittsburgh. I'm pretty confident in that. Well, and they're right to ask for a ton. Young, controllable player. Uh, ton of talent. Not having the best year, but I, I, you're not. I don't. I don't. You, you got to make a trade where you think you're actually winning the deal, I would think, if I'm Baltimore. No, I would 100% agree with that. They have, they have to be the clear winners in that deal because if they're not and they trade Mullins uh, with all that control and don't get a lot. They are going to get absolutely freaking clobbered for it publicly. So I, I would not expect him to do it. Yeah, and Carm recommendation moment. Don't worry about what the public is saying as much as I'm a part of the public. Do what's right for your club. But that just wouldn't make any – it just wouldn't make sense. Uh, Johnny wants to know if Cleveland's going to buy. I, I They're not going to be sellers, I wouldn't think. No, I would think they're going to end up being slight buyers. That would be my guess. Um, yeah, like they're another team that's really surprised me this year because I did not think they'd be anywhere close to contention, especially after, uh, I mean, last year they traded Lindor um, and they, they struggled after trading him. But I'll tell you, they, they've traded away some big pieces. They've traded away guys like um, Clevenger. They've traded away Trevor Bauer. They've traded away Francisco Lindor. They traded away some like some good freaking pieces. And yet they've come out the winners in almost – all of them so far. Like, I know they got ripped um, for a couple of those trades, and just like they trade away all their homegrown stars and like restock their farm. But like, yeah, I give them like they've earned the benefit of the doubt on whatever they do. I think it's they've, it's been impressive. The Indians, the Indians, the Guardians formula. Uh, it's 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 a solid one. They've they've it's proven tried and true over there in Cleveland. What's up, Matt Sharpless? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, any chance the Angels listen for offers on Otani, who's been just absolutely lights out on the mound in his last, I don't know, a handful of starts, if not all season long? Uh, we've discussed this before. There's no way they're letting go of Shohei Otani. No, I would be fl- I would be flabbergasted if they traded Shohei Otani. Um, I, th- I think is that the one where if he got traded, Carm, that I agreed to eat like a shoe or a, a hat on this show. I, I think that might have been the one. Yeah, like, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you also said the same thing about Wilson Contreras. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't say that. Otherwise yeah. I'm going to be eating something I don't want yeah. to. Yeah. Alex, thank you, buddy. Telling all your enemies about the pod. You're awesome, pal. Appreciate you. What uh, what's up, White Sox? Jimmy, 
Uh, buying, selling, or standing pat the Southsiders. Uh, Carmen, you want to take that one? Yeah, I mean, I do. Oh, sure. I'll, I'll get, take a swing at it. I would think that the White Sox are going to bet on themselves, and they have some obvious needs in the bullpen with, with Bummer uh, dealing with his injury and Garrett Crochet out for the year. That hasn't changed. Uh, Liam Hendricks has missed time, so you would think that they would at least, at bare minimum, be adding something on the bullpen side. Uh, they're also in desperate need, as every White Sox fan knows. They need some left-handed damn hitting. And uh, let's not forget about the fact that their defenses suck too. Uh, but that gets a little tricky because, you know, how do you – can you get a left-handed bat who makes contact and plays great defense in the outfield? I, I You know, you're, it ain't going to come cheap, say that. So uh, the White Sox are in their window, though. But they're also the, – the White Sox farm system blows – so I'm not exactly sure what parts they have to trade. No, I'm I'm in agreement too, right there with you, Carm. It's just like, yeah, I, I'm I cannot see them being sellers whatsoever. I would, just doesn't seem like a plausible scenario, and it's I, sad because they got all that freaking talent, and yet they can't get over the hump, and yet they're injured in a lot of different ways. Well, but they're you know their guys are coming back now. You. Um, you know, Lance Lynn is back. Uh, yep. Eloy is back. You got guys who are rounding in a healthier form, like Luis Robert. So huge win yesterday for the Sox. Long, long, long way to go though for that team to actually really feel like they're in legit contention. Uh, let's see. We've been talking about the Giants. Brian's back in there about them going to sell at the deadline. Um, and you're mentioning Rodon and uh, my guy, Jack Peterson, which I put out a tweet last night, Bert, because uh, you know that Kyle Schwarber's got 27 home runs? Yeah. Yeah, a guy hits two homers every night, Carm. Did you, do, you, do, you know, do you know what – do you remember what the Phillies paid for, for Schwarber? Four for 80. Yeah, 79. Four for 79. Oh, yeah, four for 79. And they gave more to Nick Castellanos, and that guy has been – he struggled, Carm. And yet Schwarber's been one of, if not the best free agent signing so far. Yeah, I'm just thinking about former Cubs. What did Chris Bryant get? Seven for – I think it was 182, I want to say. That sounds right. And what yeah, did Javi – like what did Javi – but Yeah, that's right. What did Javi get? Good question. I don't know. Was it six for 150? I think it was six for 140, 142, somewhere in there. Yeah. Also, you want to hear a stat real quick, Carm? Sure. So I was doing some some research this morning at like, I don't know, 4.30. I mean, what else would I do at 4.30? What else would um, you do at 4.30? That's right. And as I was sipping my morning coffee, I was like, I looked at Kyle Schroeder's stats, and um, I looked at his numbers against um, the NL East teams or like, so all five NL East teams, just because like he obviously like played against the Phillies too, and in 192 games against NL East teams in his career, he has hit 56 home runs. Wow! Holy, holy toast, Carm. That holy uh, I checked with the Elias Sports Bureau, and they said that's pretty good. Yeah, so, yeah, they, uh, yeah. So I can confirm that too. Confirming bias was six and 140, not 142. So I was off by two. My bad. Yeah, I, we we do regret the error, but we 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 are we are proud of the quick correction here on the baseball insiders. 
anybody who's watched Kyle Schwarber, at least uh, you know, from my standpoint, it was like that guy is going to figure it out. He okay. has, he has a very, even though he struck out a ton, he, he had a very good grasp of the strike zone and had off the chart power ability, not just pulling the ball where he was hitting balls last night, but also the opposite way. Uh, good on Philadelphia. Congratulations. Let's, let's move on here though. Uh, Jason, what's up, Mr. Parker, any news on the Red Sox? I know consensus, some right-handed relievers, but you see them being more creative. Yeah. Oh, I think my okay. frozen up. No, not at all. We got you. Oh boy. It's frozen up on my screen, but anyways, um, so with the Red Sox, I would fully expect them to add multiple relievers and then um, also target another bat, whether it's at like first base or if it's like in right field or somewhere somewhere in that range. So like that's what I'm um, that's what I'm envisioning for the Red Sox. But I, I think I think Chad Jennings of the Athletics said it um, the other day that. Um, a similar blueprint to what they did last year where they acquired some relievers and then also got Kyle Schwarber would be a good blueprint, but they're, uh, they're not going to get Kyle Schwarber this year. I mean, that's easy. He's going nowhere. He's, no, he's yeah. That, that, that's a, that's a stay at home situation there. Um, let's see here. What would it take for the angels to listen on trout? Jacob Bradley, uh, nothing. They, that ain't happening. Right. Mike trout getting traded. Um, so I think that would take probably your first six kids that were born first and six. then, um, then probably like maybe a lot of, yeah, basically your top 10 prospects. That's going to take a freaking boatload. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that's long story short. That's, that's not happening. Another Cub fan in the chat here. SJ something, 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 something. Is there any interest in the Cubs, Raphael Ortega for teams looking for help versus right-handed pitching? Uh, a market for Miley and Smiley if they come off the injured list strong. Carm, uh, I mean, I can add to the, uh, the Miley and Smiley part if you want to take Ortega. I, I have no idea on any of it. I, I what I what I would say, you ain't getting anything for Miley and or Smiley uh, other than at best like some old Double A prospect uh, would 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 line up, and I have no idea on Ortega. Yeah, yeah. Anything they get for those two pitchers is going to be nothing to smiley about. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was really bad. No, that was uh, great. They, I appreciate it, Carl. He, he's egging me on, folks. So more dad jokes where they're coming, I guess. Is that true? Uh, what Jimmy Flynn is saying that the White Sox had a package for Dane Dunning and Nick Madrigal for Clevenger when the Guardians were shipping him. Do you have any knowledge of that, Bert? That'd be amazing if that's true. I don't have any knowledge of that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like Dane Dunning. I, I sure back end starter, but I still like them. Uh, let's see here. Let, as we get to wrapping it up here, Bert, let me just look at our own rundown. We love you so. Appreciate everybody uh, in the chat today, as per always, guys. And uh, it's just awesome to see you out there. We appreciate it, Bert. Um. Let's see here. We touched on Mullins and Reynolds. Oh, how, you think the Astros are looking for an upgrade at first base and catcher? Yeah, I think those will end up being the positions that the, that the Astros target at the deadline here. Um, yeah, I, I know they really like Maldonado uh, behind the plate, especially defensively. I mean, he's not much offensively, but if they can add a, um, 
um, like a, a more offensive focused catcher behind the plate. I think they, that would be something that they would explore. But I, I think first base is going to end up being like one of their priorities. I think Josh Bell makes a whole lot of sense there. Um, and I know I'm not alone in thinking that either. The Astros, give them credit, man, They uh, as, as much as it's painful. But uh, Correa goes out the door. No big deal. Just keep winning by throwing combined no-hitters, getting out of scandals, moving on from managers. In Dusty, we trusty. Uh, hey, you, you got to give them credit. Uh, all right, two more and we'll, we'll get on out of here. Uh, if not uh, the Giants for Contreras, do you have a spot for him, Bert? Best guess. Um, where did I hear him mention to? Um, I forget. How about we'll we'll table that one for next Tuesday? We'll give you that. We'll give you Contreras options. Yeah, where, that sounds good to me. Yeah, I'll I'll remember to ask about it. And there's a bunch of Dodgers questions here, whether or not they're looking for a starter and or reliever. What do we think is going on with LA, if anything? So. I would expect the Dodgers to target a starting pitcher. Um, I don't know they're going to end up getting, I don't know if they're going to end up getting the kind of guy that they want uh, just because there's like, as I've mentioned, either the market is just not great or the guys that are currently like at the top are hurt. And it's just, it's not a good spot. And Andrew Friedman told uh, Fabian Ardaya of the athletic friend of the program, by the way, um, shout out to Fobs that Friedman hates, um, trading for relievers and that to me would make such a deal like i mean i'm not gonna rule it out but i think it would be unlikely for them why would what's this theory on hating trading for relievers because they're so volatile trading for relievers mid-season is like the asking prices on those are always like wicked high um and that's just not good value and freeman doesn't like not doing good value so that was the most red Sox moment in the history of the show right there Bert. wicked high Wicked high. Oh, I, there you go. I actually, who was I talking to? I was talking to, uh, what was it? Do you know, Taylor Rocha, I came up with her in baseball. Okay. Um, and I, I mentioned the word wicked, uh, or I said the word wicked. She lives in Boston now. And she's like, oh, my God, you sound like you're from uh, the East Coast. And apparently everybody out there says wicked. So I guess I'd fit in pretty well there. That, that is, a, it, it's it's a big thing. They love the clam shot or throw down a wicket, go to Fenton, park the car, and Har- park the car in Harvard Yard. I'll stop talking. Go yeah. to so you convinced me, though. Are you from Boston, Carm? No, I'm a Chicago guy, Bert, through and oh, through. Right. But I've been I've been to Cape Cod in the summertime. It's quite the time. can imagine. Why didn't you invite me? Uh, I didn't know you then. I'll see you this summer. You're you're going to come to New York and join me at the U.S. Open for some tennis. Shout out to my guy, Rafa Nadal. That absolutely sucks that you don't get to uh, complete Wimbledon and he's playing with an abdominal strain that I just an absolute warrior. But, um, yeah, good. it's always good to get out to the East Coast. It's a fine, fine, fine place for uh, a couple of days. You don't want to live out there. That, that's no. a whole other thing. You know, that's, you know, Midwest. Yeah, I, I know Sean. Oh, I live in Philly. Yeah, Philly's just pedestrian. Daly's coming to Chicago for a week. He's never going to move back home. All right. Hey, thank you so much, everybody. Baseball Insiders back next Tuesday at two Central. Yes, sir, Zach Best. Midwest all the damn way. M I Z Z O U. Actually, I'm sorry. You're E M A W. Go K State. Bert, I love you. 
I appreciate you. Good show, buddy. Love you too, Carm. Everybody, if you're watching this, uh, please subscribe. And uh, yeah, it's, it puts food on our table because I'm very hungry. Yeah, I apologize for that. I, I know no Mizzou. I just, you know, I just always think, I just know you're not a Jayhawk. But then I still might forget that our guy was running the damn company. I, I, should remember, I should remember that he loves K-State through and through. One of the greatest basketball games I ever saw was at K-State. K-State beating KU. The crowd was nuts. My girlfriend at the time was a huge KU fan. I walked out of there. I called her. I was like, that was a great atmosphere. She nearly broke up with me. Straight, straight near breakup. Did you just say that you had a great time at the K-State? Yeah, I, that part, I think that the fans were amazing. That place was, it was rocking. <laughs> oh, Zach Best is coming after you now. It was, hey, whatever that oh. place, uh, what, uh, Manhattan, Kansas, baby. There is there's no, there's no, no better town. All right. Enjoy the trade deadline. Roll up August 2nd. Bert, we'll see you next Tuesday, 2 o'clock. Be there, be square. Thanks so much, everybody. Wouldn't miss it. Thank you, everybody. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.